Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. I hope everybody's having a phenomenal weekend. It is Saturday, uh, the 20th of January. Before we get started, let's uh, go ahead and map everything out. If you'd like to get on the podcast, go ahead and email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. 128 countries, kicking it. 2024 has been good. This is the second podcast of 2024. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, what is it, Amazon Music, and about, I think, 18 other podcasts, if I'm not mistaken. Five stars on Apple, 4.8 on Spotify, and we're killing it. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce my guest. He's been on here quite some quite some time, quite too many times to be honestly. But uh <laughs> <laughs> world famous passport bros. Uh go ahead and introduce yourself, please. All right. Yeah. So some of you guys know who I am. I've been here quite a few times. <laughs> uh I, my first and last name has pretty much been doxxed on here, but <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it. my name is uh Mason. Uh, I'm in the military and I just like to provide my quote unquote expertise, but really just my opinions or thoughts on a matter of current socio political topics. And usually that revolve around um, Afrocentric issues, I guess you could say. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on here again. I think this is your third one, if not fourth one. Third nice. or fourth. It's been a few. Hey, I appreciate the support. Truly do. God is good. Oh, sure. Count my blessings. So, you, I appreciate uh, this, you for allowing me on. Oh yeah, of course, man. It's course, of course. Anything for the for the people. And, of course. Uh, you know where this came from. I, I think I sent you this because a couple people sent me this and asked me my uh, my thoughts on this and my insight. So I'm gonna play yeah, this. I, and this is yeah. this is where all the podcast stimulated from for those who are listening right now. All right, here we go. Facebook and basically it says men are not obsessed with women like they used to be. Y'all don't find that kind of weird. And to be honest, no, I don't find that kind of weird because what exactly is there for men to be obsessed with in today's world? Women have left no room for imagination, none whatsoever. It's like your sense of entitlement is out of control. Your expectations are unrealistic. Y'all walk around showing your bodies half dressed, half exposed 24-7, out smoking, drinking, partying 24-7, on the scene 24-7. A lot of y'all are not even coming with nothing to the table because you're too busy with your hand out trying to see what man got the next bag so he can sponsor your lifestyle to make you look like you're living a lifestyle oh. to post on the internet. It's like a lot of y'all don't have common sense. A lot of y'all don't know how to hold a conversation. A lot of y'all don't have no originality about yourselves everybody is getting the same body everybody is getting the same hairstyle everybody looks the exact same and it's like y'all get that confused oh well men like that no men will fuck that but men are not wiping that and they're not cuffing that and i think y'all are starting to realize that and then the first thing y'all want to say is oh well they're gay they're sassy no they're not they're just tired of what you guys are presenting and if y'all are here to give them free pussy free looks and free everything they ain't got to work for oh, why would they but they're never going to take you serious so it seems to me like a lot of y'all are now starting to realize that you're either losing value or have lost value from chasing attention. And now that's something that y'all got to deal with and y'all can't face that fact. Men love women that are exclusive. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Women that are put up. Yeah, women that are exclusive. That's what she put at the end. All right, so let's go ahead and dismantle this. Let's see your insight on this. What is your first take on that? Well, my first take to say on that is everything she described is what my girlfriend is not. So, you know, just for any of the lovely ladies that might be 
listening to this right now, you do want to find a good man who has his values on straight, has a plan within his life, who enjoys provision, protection, problem solving, using forward thinking in order to progress the next generation of humans. Maybe you should veer away from what these women in particular do, because she is absolutely correct. And this was my thinking starts for a long time. It's why I didn't um, engage in a dating game and why I was so vigilant. And I was so vigilant in terms of my own studies and my own pursuits, particularly within getting closer with God. Because it, it, it's absolutely a shame. You know, you'll, I mean, even though you really shouldn't be going on like Facebook dating or Tinder or anything of that sort to find um, long-term mates. But you see it all throughout um social media or dating apps nowadays towards, I mean, you could literally copy and paste the first chick's profile you see, and it'll probably fit at least 80 to 85% of what's oh. out there. It, it, it could be all walks. It, for all walks, you have it. You have a chick who's 18 years old who may be espoused these same things. You could have a woman who is 35, 40, who will espouse these same, same ideals. You could have a woman with no kids. You could have a woman with five kids. And it seems as if all their expectations are laden in the same things, but they don't juxtapose that to what their position in life is or what their value sets, value sets are, if they even have them, if, to be honest, because there's a lot of women who engage uh, purely in hedonism. So it's merely just desires of the flesh. And it's merely just whatever makes you happy, you can live on doing it, even if it's a detriment to our society as a whole. So there's really, there's a clear lack of morals and virtue in our society as well. And then it, it's, unfortunately, it's affected a large majority of, um, of women. And I'll use black women in this case, just because the lady who was speaking on this video was a black woman, black woman and we're black men, so... Obviously, since we're black men, the first women we're going to think of are black women. Right, we came from one, right? So it just makes sense. But yeah, I definitely think this is um, it's a it's a Western Hemisphere issue, but it's definitely um, a black issue because you see a lot of where this originated from, or at least um, took a stranglehold from, was from the black community in of itself. So yeah, that everything she said is correct, and it's the reason why for so long. I never even wanted to engage in dating in the first place. I almost gave up. It, How long it, were you single for? Uh, so I think over two and a half years until um, my girl came along. Well, she finally got over the stuff that was vexing her. And then we started, we started getting closer and speaking again. And then we just finally stopped playing games and um, tied the knot. And it's been the best thing that's currently happened to me and maybe never happened to me, you know, so I'm very happy for you. Woman. Thank you. Very happy for you. I, I think um, a lot of this stems from uh, uh, stigmas and, of course, music. I think the music industry, we, we've harped on that before on, a, on another podcast. Uh, yeah. Everybody wants to be trending. Everybody wants to be in. Everybody wants to wear the new. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think. When you're you're trying to fit into a society that's trying to force you to fit in, you, you're just not yourself. You start to lose no. yourself in that manner. And I, I never, uh, my best friend was on here now. He would tell you like, yo, you never conform. And I think one instance was 
again, I have nothing against uh, Jordans, but I never owned a pair of Jordans for the longest. You know, people were like, man, I'm going to take your black card. And I'm like, why? Why are you going to take my black card? I mean, I'm still dating. I'm still meeting beautiful women, but because I don't have Jordans, um, I, I'm, I'm not hip. I'm not attractive or anything of that nature. And I'm just right. like, that's very shallow thinking. But so that maybe, also, oh, my bad, please. No, go ahead, going. go ahead, go ahead. What I was going to say is, well, that kind of tells you the value sets of where our culture is nowadays, because we purely engage in a lot of things. Again, hedonism is one. Uh, materialism is a big one or short sightedness. Um, everything is just fast paced. Me, me, me. And, you know, I think this is rich that the culture that has the worst issues as far as single single motherhood. We engage in so many temporary measures because these are a lot of things that are feminine when left un when left unchecked and when left unfettered you start to see the true desires as far as what women look afterwards if anything where culture goes is usually where women's um, mentality goes so if you had it to where we were a more conservative if we were a more conservative society you wouldn't have women in mass acting like this but it's because you have essentially removed most masculine influence from our society now you're starting to see where women are taking themselves more masculine traits in terms of just it's like a survival mindset in general because when you so devalue the the role of a man and you merely just place it in terms of a financial placeholder then again morals ethics values principle they all start to slowly erode until it's almost non-existent at this point so that point you brought about the jordans and i'll just gonna be honest that's something with black men we do struggle with um materialism quite heavily and you'll start to notice like again the black men because I, I was raised by both of my parents you know grew up in the suburbs but i've noticed with a lot of black men that um have been raised in single mother households you'll start to see as far as their interests in a and alignment how they engage themselves particularly in their dating habits it's very feminine and they act that way as well yeah i, th I think uh, I was, so i was telling my friend about this podcast uh last night and she was saying that um it's based based upon women you know becoming independent like they 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 weren't they didn't have as many opportunities as they did back then which is which is fine i'm glad women are progressing and becoming ceos and bosses and things yeah. of that nature but i think once you start to push that man out because I, I never really heard women start to say that until I got older that they don't need a man. And that's cool if you don't need a man, but you should, you should want one. Like, I want, a, I want a woman. You know, I want a lady. I, I, I don't need one. I'm very successful without one, but I think I could be better with one. But and you know what's funny? What? I'm sorry. You, I, I have a bad problem with interrupting. Excuse me. Um, hey, Cindy. So it, it's funny that point as far as women saying they don't need men, right? But... Everything that they do within the frameworks of our society, if men didn't involve themselves with it, society would collapse. I mean, the buildings that they work in, the plumbing that they have, the electric, the electricity that runs through our um, that runs through our establishments, our Wi-Fi. Most of those things in those STEM fields are run primarily by men. Even if you look again, the roads in which we drive on, even those physical aspects, those trade jobs, those those physically laborious jobs, women cannot perform those activities. So the fact that you will sit there and say you don't need men, you can only say that in a 
first world societies where it's made it so easy for you to live your life that you think that. But the moment things come crashing down, right? Like if someone breaks into their house, they say they don't need a man, right? Well, what is one of the first things they do? Because women more often than not don't own weapons. Yeah, they call the they'll police. Call, they call the cops. And they'll be the first ones to say, like, if they call a cop, they don't want some five foot three, one hundred and fifteen pound woman to try and come say no. They want they want a six foot burly man with a weapon to take care of these specific issues for them. So it I, I just find it rich to say, you know, they don't need men until they do. <laughs> right. So and then all that feminism crap just gets thrown out of the window. But that that's this is a result of um our egalitarianist society to where the value of a man has simply just been devalued to a wallet. Yeah. And then it just leads to confusion, angst, and and a lot of things really just a lot of it, um anxiety and and uh, a lack of culture as well. You know what? And I, and I posted this in that intellectual men's group that we have. It said, this guy posted, it's pure misery when a hardworking man cannot take a break for himself. A woman commented, why wouldn't he be able to? He responded, the majority of men are only valued for what they can do instead of what they are. Thus, those around them and even themselves believe their entire existence is performance-based. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually, um, I'll juxtapose that to where with my girlfriend now, and it's the reason why I am dating her. It's because she truly fills in the roles of traditional Christian femininity to where it's the majority of the time. And I actually had to um, train this out of her. It's like if I would pay for her or stuff, she would get upset when I would do it. But the reason why is because she took the position so far to the left to where it's, you know, she didn't want to just value me as what I could provide for materially that she didn't mind doing that. But I had to remind her, it's like, well, the reason why I do this, why I work as hard as I do is because I see it as a privilege to take care of you. And I see it as a privilege to take care of you because I know you don't specifically just value me for this. You value me for my intelligence. You value me for my wisdom. She consistently asks me questions, you know, based on biblical teachings or just um, life in general, because I'm a little bit older than she is, so I have life experience over her. She values my input on so many things to where it's to a point to where you start to see, you know, provisioning, protection, and problem solving. It isn't just laden all around financials. Again, yeah, it is true. She truly sees the value I am just as a man and what I contribute to society. So at that point that he brought on as well, I absolutely agree with him because in my last relationship, you know, I didn't have that at all. It seems that the only time she was happy is when I did provide something for her materialistically. And then after I would do something of that sort, then things would stem off good for a little while until she would just complain about something else that I wasn't doing, you know, just over and over and over again. And, but that, you know what though, as, as a man, I take that on the chin because it was my fault. I didn't have to stay in that relationship for as long as I did, but I did it anyways. And you could say some part was out of naivety, which it was, but you know, I always just thought, you know, well, something's wrong with me. What am I not doing? That's right. But truth be told, she she wasn't even doing the bare minimum in that regard of what I asked from her. You know, I she couldn't even keep her physical health in check. You know, for one. And she would constantly complain about those um, 
constantly complain about this thing. But I would, I would like, I would give her like meal plans. I would show her workouts she could do for her body type and things of that sort. And she would just still complain or make excuses for not doing it. So at, at that point in time, it's it's like, well, you're saying I'm not doing X, Y, and Z for you, but if you were paying attention and following through what I I put before you, your life would have drastically improved. That is the protection that a man's off, offers you. It's all around. It's not just financials. She couldn't see that. My current girlfriend does, and that's why I'm going to marry her. So, that's what's up, man. That's that's beautiful. I think uh, I think in due time, women will start to it, everything reverts back to itself. Like you know, history repeats itself, and I think. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, technology's never been like this, so I don't know. But hopefully, it reverts back to itself in a standard form where you know more people are expecting to be like, okay. I can see a man, he can provide for me and things of that nature. Granted, inflation is a thing because I've, I've met, oh, I, yeah. I, I take that back. I haven't met a woman, but I've heard women say like a man has to provide like anything. I'm like, yeah, it's not the same back in the 70s where a man could just work the job and the woman could stay home. Now, usually both people have to work unless you're making well, like 200 k You know why that's the case though? And this is probably going to make some women upset, but let's just be honest. The original social contract between men and women is that men were the ones who are working these on laborious financially based jobs where women's jobs were more so just maintenance of the husband and the family. But when you added women into the workforce, you sim- you essentially doubled your tax base. Yeah. Where now the yeah. government had a, a had a legitimate excuse to um stagnate wages, increase inflation, and you can increase inflation by sending sending a majority of factory jobs overseas to where you can pay um migrants of that country pennies on the dollar versus what you would have to pay pay an American. So my grandfather, yeah, he could work at a factory and support a family of family of three in a house and drive a car to work. Now I mean good luck trying to good luck trying to do that um in today's day and age. Yeah no and then because our society and quote unquote coincidentally right at that point in time to where once that happens and then we purely revolve around we purely um invoke value with financials and of course women are going to start thinking thinking that way so i mean there's probably gonna be some ladies that don't like what i have to say in that regard but the reason why you may complain about why men can't provide as much anymore is because you were given the rights to go into the workforce you were given the rights to vote to vote in policies in which you want this is a result of your actions whether you like it or not Huh. We'll, st- we'll change the tides here. Do you think so? We'll, we'll go down her little list of lady that was talking. So no. I'll say something about half dressed women again. People, you know, this is this is social media, so people are going to take whatever left, right, up and down, whatever. Half dressed yeah. that's not something I pursue. I, I'll admire it. And as a young boy, a naive young boy back in the day, I would, I would just want to have sex with that. You know, I wasn't thinking yeah. long term. And as a grown man, I, I try to steer away from that. You know, I, I may admire something. Like, oh yeah, she's she's sexy or she's beautiful or something like that. Whatever, maybe. But I I personally would not gravitate towards something like that in my in my in my well, nature. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all it is. It's just simple eye candy. I mean, and it was to a point with me, and like I'm only t- well, I just turned 26, but even with me, I guess it's just like how I was raised and being in the church. No, so, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a young man, so if I see a woman who's Work, wearing loose clothing, yeah, I'm, 
And then if she looks good, I'm like, yeah, that's like attractive, but is a difference between attraction and beauty. And beauty lies within virtue. And if I've, I'm already looking at you and I can see everything you have to offer for the most part, I mean, there's nothing left for intrigue. There's nothing left for me to think that there's to build on. So yeah, the only thing I want to do is sleep with you. And you'll, you'll start to see a lot of women, women, if you compare the average woman's, uh, woman's body count to the average man's nowadays, it'll probably, you'll probably be surprised. Yeah, and, no, and it's true. See just how um, imbalanced it is. There's more male virgins than any other time right now. Yeah, and that's, that's legitimately is not a good thing. And then you'll have it where people will look at a stat like that. And they'll think to ourselves, it was like, well, yeah, because men can't just have their way with women anymore. It's like, well, that's not really, that's not the case at all. What's that starting to detail in that fact is, again, because men and women are waiting so long to get married and have children nowadays, it's getting to a point you're also having more male virgins and the replacement rate for our country is dwindling. It, it's to a point, and you can look across the Western Hemisphere right now, like in um, North Korea, or not North Korea, um, South Korea and Japan. Oh, yeah. Based yeah, on the rate that they're going, in 150 years, there won't be a, a South Korea and Japan because yeah. they cannot replace their population with how little children are being born. Like, that is a horrible thing because if you're talking about you can't replace the people that are on this planet, everything collapses for me, the economy on down to where yeah. it's nothing but it'll be states of lawlessness and barbarism. And if you wanted to get to that point, hopefully I'm not around for that, but if you wanted to get to that <laughs> point, and then you you say the things you say about men now, you're really going to see how volatile men are when there are there is nothing to regulate us. And, and that's all I'm going to leave it as. I would not want to see that. I hope that doesn't happen. But it, things usually get worse before they get better. Right. I would not be surprised if that happened. And when or if that happens, then you're really going to they really going to start appreciating the value sets of what a man could have provide, provided. And then also this could have been easily prevented. All these problems could have been easily prevented, but we spend so much time pointing the finger at each other and eating each other over nonsense that you don't really see the, the powers that be that are vexing these things to happen. Oh yeah. That want us arguing and fighting and fooding with each other. I don't know nonsense. where this wave came from. I think it was, it was before COVID. There was, it wasn't like, at least I didn't see anything on my algorithm or my Instagram. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this whole gender war came out of nowhere, and it, it it grew fast. People with nothing but podcast stuff, and you know Kevin Samuels, you know rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. He yeah. tried to, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're not gonna go down that route. He did try to uh, infiltrate this whole system of like this is what a, a woman, you know, this is how men see women. Women, this is what it is, and I mean he's right. He's a man speaking yeah. from a man's perspective. His delivery might have been the best. I get it. But, but from a drill sergeant perspective, I mean, his drill, his, his delivery was fine with me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. And and I, I get it. Hard for me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he was hard on men too. It's like, yo, get, you, get your shit together. Like, oh, yeah. Like, to get a woman yeah. if your shit ain't together. Like, why would yeah, you try to. Early videos, he used to chast chastise black men all the time. Yeah. At one point in time, black men did not really like Kevin Samuels like that. So, but again, when you do things and you're you're picking on men all the time, that's not going to gain as much traction because men are always getting shit on in every angle in our society. But when it's when you start holding the lovely ladies accountable, then that, then that's where things start to 
that's where you're going to start picking up steam and popularity because you have a black man in a suit and tie who's a seven-figure earner telling black women no. Well, we haven't really heard that before because every other black man in that position is pointing the finger at us too. Yeah. I mean, you have something different. Of course he was going to blow up, and of course he's going to gain a following. And posthumously, I think he's only going to grow even more. And then you start to see things like Passport Bros blow up after he dies as well because of the horrid <laughs> reaction that, unfortunately, I hate to say it, that black women had when he died. Like, a lot of black women are happy that he died. Yeah, that, that was out of control. He This man wasn't Hitler. This People no, were celebrating his death. I, I was sick. I was like, man, I've never seen nothing like this. I get it. You didn't like what he said or wh who he was, but you know, again, he, this man's not Hitler. Celebrating at somebody's death is a little far fetched. No, it's and out there, and that right there, again, almost pushed me to go. To, well, I'm still going to go overseas. I'm just going to do it with my. Uh, hopefully, I'll just do it with my, my girl now, my Mary. But yeah, that almost pushed me to the point where I was where I was finished with American women. You know, I just I just lost hope. Because if you have a man to where, yeah, was he controversial? Well, I don't think he was, but I mean, he was controversial for our society, right? In terms of, again, our culture and viewpoints and religiosity towards things. But even no. in that sport, he wasn't evil at all whatsoever. And then when I see someone like that get attacked, my father, in some ways, was like Kevin Sam. It's like Kevin Samuels and how he acts. Yeah, And so when I see a black man like him getting attacked, I'm thinking of my father and then I'm thinking of myself. So at that point in time, it's, well, why would I want to even try to put my foot out there for any one of you women when I'm seeing how a man like that gets treated? And like, I'm no seven-figure earner. I'm a young man. And there's still things in my life I'm trying to figure out. And it's probably going to take some years before I, I find answers to that. And based on how y'all are talking, I can't even get a chance. So you know what? I almost wipe my hands with it. But I, I'm happy where I am now and I'm happy as far as the relationship that I'm in now that we can build towards something better. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely horrid. I think yeah. um some of the things that she was expect well, let's just skip over ex uh we do have expectations. We'll skip over that. Party drinking, yeah, don't do that. You can enjoy yourself. Coming to the nothing coming to the table with nothing. So what oh, do you yeah. think a woman should come to the table with? Because as men, we should provide, you know, we should have a feast already laid out for her and have, you know, ducks in a row. But what do you think a woman should? I know peace is definitely one of them, you know? Yeah. Um, I would definitely, well, for one, I would say femininity. Yeah. I would say physical fitness. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I would say um, submission. For one, I would say come within a mindset to where you're already grooming yourself to be. Um, a helpmate and a caretaker for your husband and your children as well. Notice how I didn't say anything about a career or job. Just, just keep that in mind as well. Yeah, and then of, um, gentleness and kindness. So yeah. as you can see, as far as with the main expectations that I would have in a woman from a Christian perspective has nothing to do in terms of how much money you bring to the table with your career. It's essentially, it's a character-based it's a character-based thing with us. And if your character is liking that after God's own heart, then you're going to find the things that you need and probably most of what you want in and of itself anyways. Yeah. 
Definitely. I, 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 again, I wouldn't, if my woman's making more money than me, I've dated girls that made twice the amount of me. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care, you know, and it no. wouldn't, I wouldn't deter me or like, I don't know. But, you know, if she's, I guess, what's this thing called? The software earlier era or whatever this is? That is right ridiculous. Now. I don't know. I don't know I'm in my villain era right now. So leave me alone, cuz. You, you know what's but, funny? Uh, it's like, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm in my masculine man man era. I'm going to finally, um, they say you're you finally be a man. So you sound, sound stupid as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just keep, people keep asking me what era I'm in. I'm like, I don't even, the era I'm in now, right now? What do you mean? This is where I'm at. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so no, definitely gentle understanding. I my list is very simple. And I again, I never really had problems dating. But it's, you know, respect, encouragement, mm -hmm. appreciation. I'm forgetting two already. It must not be that important to me. Respect, encouragement, <laughs> appreciation, uh understanding and being able to compromise. And you got to be able yeah. to cook. You got to be able to cook and you got to be able to eat. Uh, you gotta yeah, I ain't even put that on there because that should be a given. If you yeah, can't cook it, and you're not cleaning, that's don't, don't. adult, adult, <laughs> mandatory thing. I'm like, Rich, you're not cooking and cleaning. And let me tell you something. Oh, your skin's like that. It's crazy. I'm a big man. I can eat. I ain't fat, but I can eat. So it's like, my girl, when she was here, she was in this kitchen this entire time cooking stuff and I had no problem doing it. And she was cleaning around here. I didn't ask her to do it. She just did it. So that that should already be something that if you want a good man, that's just to be something you're already coming here doing. Yeah. And if you're not, and you have to struggle to do that, it explains a lot. Probably why you got is, kids. Oh my god! And the crazy part <laughs> is, I cook and clean too. So it's like you get the best of both worlds, baby girl. Like we we, we good. We eating. Literally, we eating. So yeah, no. I will. I will interject real quick. Because a lot, of, I don't know where this came from, and I've seen it on comments, and I try not to get good on this little echo chamber and down the rabbit hole. Men, yeah. and I have nothing, anyway, people take this for wherever you want to take it, I don't care anymore. Men do not prefer BBLs. I, I don't know where this came from. Oh, no, they're disgusting. I, I don't know where, like, we don't prefer them. There's not, I mean, some, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go down disgusting around <laughs> Jesus, but. I don't, a lot of women were saying men prefer BBLs. Men prefer the fake bodies. Men prefer this and that. That's cool. But I think that's a small amount of men. Yeah, no. And then when you ask a regular man, they've gone out, they've gone and done videos where they walked around and asked men, they're like, no, we don't prefer, we prefer a natural woman. I don't yeah, exactly. know where this BBL thing or this altering the body thing came from. I think it was. Well, again, a lot of that, I believe. I love that. I think just believe. Well, yeah, that. Did you say Kardashian? Yeah, everybody loves the Kim Kardashians. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, again, a lot of that comes from media. You see what a lot of these women are doing. Seeing, oh, well, Kim K got this guy, and he's a seven, eight-figure earner. Well, maybe if I do that, I can get this caliber man. It's like, for one, don't compare what those elitists or highways do to the average person, because their standards and prerequisites or things are far different than what we, what we would have, because they're just living in another reality almost, right? But if you're going to compare it to the average person as far as what we legitimately need out of someone, it's, yeah, like getting fake boobs and BBLs, they may look good. You'll get screwed. But if I know that's all you're bringing to the table in that regard, I know that's temporary because them fake boobs and them BBLs going to drag after a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just, let's, to be honest, you, we've seen those BBL, those botched BBLs and flops. Seen somebody like a mosquito before. 
This girl looked like a mosquito in the gym. It was crazy. Yeah, exactly. Just, just weird. Well, I have friends. If they ain't tell you, you look like a mosquito walking around, that's crazy. Well, you know, when women, women's groups and their friends, let's just be honest. And men, we notice this. So ladies, don't lie. We know most of y'all girls hate each other in those groups. They talk shit about each other all the time. There is no cohesion. Yo, I just but, had this conversation the other day. Women are, I've seen women like argue and I've heard women argue. They are savages. They will tear the head off. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Getting goosebumps thinking about it. They were savages tearing each other up. I was like, that's man. what I'm saying. It's just a it point where in that regard, right? I'll sit there thinking to myself, the reason why a lot of these girls, when we're talking about the party and drinking, right? Well, they'll always go out and like, because they're, they're basically hive minded in the way that they think, right? So I'll go out in these hives and like five, like probably like three to five, right? They're mainly doing that because they have a continuity to where, yeah, they may not like each other, but, we, but because we have strength in numbers, it makes us appear valuable in that sense. To where it's like if you have a group of, again, moderately attractive women that are there and then they're getting attention from men because they're going to find attention. It may not be good attention, but they're going to find it. That validates decisions in their heads, even if they don't necessarily like what they're doing. But I mean, the interesting thing is you and pay attention to this and you could probably find out much easier, especially ask questions. Let that one girl in the friend group actually find a good man. And he holds her to a, a standard towards like, hey, those the clubbing days are over. You're going to start going to church, cooking and cleaning. That's that's going to be a need. I don't care about your career. I don't care about your job that you got. These are things that I need and require from you. It's like, these are things I need and require from you. Either you can fulfill them or you can leave. The moment she starts doing that, watch those friends turn against her. Because she she went against the sisterhood. She went against the programmed hive mind in that regard. And because her quality of, of life genuinely improves while being under that man and those are things they want. They can't have it. They will do everything they can I, to sabotage. I've it. heard it. I've heard girls. I'll just be chilling. Cause I go out by myself. I I'll be chilling. She's like, "Why are you smiling like that?" Oh, my man texts me or my husband texts me. I hear him, and she's like, "Oh, he probably just acting up right now. He just wants you." I'm like, girl. "Little nuggets of doubt." They're putting. It. I was. I let. I left the scene. I was like, all that negativity seeping in my my drink. So I left. And, exactly. Um, I don't. I don't want. It's I again. I had nothing against BBLs. I just don't prefer them. Like some people probably don't prefer bald dudes. I'm a bald man. They they want that. All right, cool. But some of that's like you just kind of you kinda can't help it at this point, man. Like you've just been balding. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, I ain't want to leave it on there. I ain't want to look like like the Rock. The Rock was balding for a minute. That man is crazy. Yeah, in fact, but it's like, but the BBL you could help. You just did that to yourself. Yeah, that's out of control. And a lot of that it's just I'll be honest. It's severe um, self-esteem. A lot of women have um, issues with their like self-esteem and confidence. That's why they try to project so much. And then when you'll have men like me and you to where I won't necessarily say that you're a minimalist, but you also don't need a lot of things in order to bring you joy. You know, you, you have a very fixed value system, right? As to yeah. why I would probably say I'm closer to being a minimalist than you are. But that being said, I have a fixed value system and I can do only a few amount of things and only expect a few amount of things. I won't really care. So I would sit there and say that a woman who has a BBL or fake boobs, like if she's plastic and I call her disgusting, 
she's going <laughs> to get mad at that. She's going to get mad at that, but she's going to get mad because she her self-esteem is so low. She thinks of herself so poorly that she will go out and drown herself on whatever materialistic value that she can just to make herself temporarily happy. But there's a difference between happiness and joy. When you're a joyous individual, you know that there's going to be certain times in your life to where you're not going to be happy. You're not yeah. going to, you're not going to be happy, but it's a state of contentness to where it's like, even in those bad times, especially if you have a value system in that of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, even in those bad times, I know I'm covered. I know I'm covered through the blood of Christ and through God's will. So long as I stay vigilant towards him, things will be better. It may well, not be what you want. Snap back but, at you and do this. Yeah. Thing. I don't know what this is a question. This is a question that it kept coming because people were trying to warm it up to this podcast coming up. They'll call you gay or sassy. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not gay. I'm not, I don't know where the sass is coming from because I disagree with you. You're calling me sassy. That's 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 wild, girl. But you know, whatever you want to say. But then some guy commented, said, well, you're OK with raising a gay son, but you get mad and call another man gay. And I know that's two different. That's two different end of the spectrum. But at the same time, it's still in the same realm. No, I mean, so no. It, doing it, but the reason why they do that, and this is, for example, because you'll have a lot of women and I guess we're aiming this more so towards black women just because of the topic of this podcast, right? You have a lot of black women who have gay um, best friends, right? But a lot of it's also because those gay best friends are usually make more chaotic than them, and they won't hold them accountable for their actions for the most part. Yeah, but the thing prove. is, the first insult they'll hurl at a man like you or me, they'll call us gay. So at that point in time, it's like, you know that in, just, in some effect, and yes, I'm going to say this, that that kind of lifestyle, that value value set and lifestyle isn't adjacent to something that's normal and it's perverse. But because in that lifestyle in and of itself, based on how you live, it's not going to hold you accountable towards anything in your lifestyle versus someone like me or you that's more conservative and Christ-based. We definitely are going to hold those women accountable, especially me, because I'm not playing with nobody. But we will hold them accountable. So they'll just try to latch onto us and quote unquote hurt us with the things that we know that'll but that'll bother us the most. If they make fun of our manhood, you know, whether it, it could be our, um, you know, like penis size or it could be our sexual orientation or how much money we make or don't make rather. Yeah. I used to feel some type of way as a young lad. I used to, you know, I was probably like 21. I'm like, call me gay. You know what I'm saying? I used to an uproar. Yeah. And I, you know, I came comfortable with who I am. And, you know, I'm very, very, very chill down to earth. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, used to get... gay, you, uh, I was like, okay. I mean, what do you, you want me to respond and react? And I, me not reacting makes it matter. That's when the sassy comes in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, Dale. Call me everything. I haven't been called sassy or, or gay yet, which I'm, Surprise! Well, I haven't been called sassy in terms yet. of this conversation. I haven't been called gay or sassy yet. So no, I've only been called gay, and I was like, "Where is this coming from?" <laughs> yeah, I, I've been called gay just because of again, just more to, more so towards my dialect and um, how I conduct myself, like how I like how I walk. I just didn't walk with a certain swagger, you know. I was just yeah. pretty. Um, well, I mean, that, that goes back to that whole stigma. You talk white, like you know, what I'm saying it's like, yeah, because exactly. I don't fit into your the spectrum of what you 
think I should be, the epitome of what I should be, I'm yeah. opposite of what it is. So now you're going to degrade me. That's crazy. I mean, and this is just a yeah, value set of culture as well, right? To where it's, again, me being an American and I value this, we're based off a Greco-Roman style of government anyways, right? That some of the ethos that comes from that is a modicum of stoicism. So I've embraced, I've embraced that style and that style of living stoicism is opposite, is parallel of that where our current black culture is. And because of that, it's just seen as weird. And if something is seen as weird, then of course that's where all the rudimentary insults are going to come from. But I mean, at that, this point in time, like I'm 26 years old. If you're going to call me gay because I'm not walking with certain swagger, I'm not wearing certain clothes. I mean, it doesn't, it, whatever. I don't really care. Okay, so Deandra, she's she's been on the podcast uh, a couple of times. I'm mm-hmm. gonna read exactly what she said. I'm trying to. Oh, it's it's kind of semi long, but I'll, I'll do it fast. <clears throat> My water at. If I remember correctly, this talking point came from the late and great KS, but it really resonated with me, and it was a big factor shifting my perspective on relationships. She said, mm-hmm. "He said that women have no problem working hard to earn degrees. We have no problem working hard in order to get a job. We have no problem working hard to climb up the corporate ladder, and we will make the adjustments necessary in order to achieve these goals." But when it comes to obtaining a marriage or a relationship, we think we are perfect. The way we are and the right man will just fall out the sky. We don't have to try to get a man. The man is supposed to try to get us. It makes absolutely no sense. But this is a belief a lot of women have, including myself at one point. Once I shifted my mindset to understand that I have a, that if a relationship and a family is something I want, I'm going to have to work hard for it, which is what I did and finally produced the results I was looking for. We almost, well, 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 almost what the hell? Well, almost LOL still have to make it down the aisle, but I'm much closer to that goal now more than ever. What is your take on DeAndre? Thank you, DeAndre. Appreciate it. No, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And again, this is where I say that men are merely valued in terms of what we can bring financially now, because your husband may or may the average man is probably not going to be like an employer. Right. He's probably going to be more so of a blue collar guy or he might be a, a low to mid level um, white collar worker. Correct. Right. And that's until he can either climb that corporate ladder or um, progress his trade to a point where he can own his own business, which more than likely isn't going to happen until he's in his probably mid 30s to well, I'll actually probably say early 40s to uh, yeah. mid 40s. Truth yeah, be we, told. Don't our, we don't hit our, our pivotal point until about 35. Yeah, you know, and that and that's just really in regards to it being all around, like mental, physical, financial, spiritual. Anyways, where we really get to that point of um, maturity. But yeah, so if your husband is not that right, but you know that you're getting your main source of income from, I guess, what you would perceive as this specific man, your boss, even if he's a complete dickhead, you're going to do what you have to do in order to maintain that that style of living right especially if you know that your husband is reliant upon your income to just live but if your husband asks of you say hey can you make me a sandwich and did you wash your dishes it's like or hey can you did you do the laundry or something of that sort those very basic things is it's almost seen likened to that of slavery which i think is completely disrespectful and i'm not even going from the angle of just 
chattel slavery in America. It's just when you think of the term enslavement in general, it is things that you were being forced to do against your will. Correct. Versus your husband, who is legitimately sacrificing on his end as well, and is pouring himself into you to a point where your lifestyle is so much better. Without because let's just be honest, women benefit from us far more than we benefit from them. Oh, they don't yeah. want to admit. They don't want to admit that, but it's true. It's like the only reason why you can even have the thought process of what you do right now is because there is a man who is the found. <laughs> there, there's a man who's the foundation of that household. You're gonna be you're gonna piss off so many people. I don't give a fuck. Their their rebuttal would be like, "Well, they carry a baby for nine months, which is a lot, and they go through that pain, which I don't want to ever go through." Myself. Okay, well, who who impregnated you? Oh god! I mean, if you want to be rudimentary like that, it's like it takes two to tango in that regards. Like, yeah, you carry the kid, but these kids been swimming in my loins for. <laughs> <laughs> for you so so you you want to i mean that's if you want to give a stupid argument like that i'll just throw stupid back at you and the <laughs> and the only reason why i would do that is just so you can see how ridiculous a statement like that is i'm not really even trying to win i'm not going to try to win an argument with an idiot right i'm just going to expose their idiocy <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the best way you go about some chick who just says something retarded like that just, just expose her as an idiot that's all you have to do then she'll start spraying out and that's when you can start laughing at her Oh God! <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Just in general, just, just, that's just a life hack in general. When you're dealing with idiots, don't argue with them. Just expose their idiocy. I just remain and calm then it will, get mad. I'm just like, because I, I call exactly. all the time. It's like, oh, all right. And then other people are going to start to notice that, and then they will take more value in your positions. Not be, not necessarily because you just made such a resounding argument. But they see your opposition as something that they don't want to follow. Then they can look towards your example and you can show them the right way. Not every argument you necessarily have to win by a talking point. You just know how, you just have to know how to manipulate the person in which you're going against. Well, that's fair. So, so, so I want to ask you something before we uh, uh, wrap this up. Where do you think the world will be at in 10 years with dating women and men? Because supposedly... This is predicted. Oh, like 20, 2050? I think it's 2030. I think it's 2020. Yeah, 50% yeah. of women will be single, childless. Yeah, I think and you know what I got to tell you about that? Go ahead and download Robinhood or Weeble oh. and start investing in, in cat dog food. food. Yeah, dog food, cat food. <laughs> You're going to be rich. J JP Morgan did that study. I didn't believe it, and I looked it up, and they were really doing this study. I was like, "Gosh, you're about to have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of rich bastards soon." You're doing exactly what I just said. Go to Weeble, go to uh, Robinhood, start getting your little penny stocks together, and that. And I, have I have nothing against women want don't who don't want kids and who want to remain single. Cool beings. But from the women I know, they want a man. And from the men I know, they want a woman. So that's mm -hmm. the environment I'm in. Look, yeah, that's the thing. That's all that's going to happen. Most men and women are going to want to be with each other, right? But how you're going about it, it, it leads to scrutiny. Twerk. A lot more so for women than men. Because if you look at what men are looking, have always been looking for from now to the beginning of human history, much really hasn't changed outside of what's needed in that specific culture right but now you look towards what women are looking for 
it is so beyond the pale to where only X amount of men can provide those very things. And even in the Bible, it does say that it's going to come a period in time where there's going to be seven women for every one man, and they're going to beg that man for that for his last name just so they can have a decent living standard. And you're starting to see that now. Why do you think polygamy is being something that's being pushed so heavily? Because these women are looking at themselves now, how they're living their lives, and where they're going to be the next 15 years. They know they can't sustain this. That's why they're trying to market themselves as best as possible just to get a man. Even the man's a piece of shit. If he has himself together, at least financially, they're willing to put up with that because, and they won't admit this, they're struggling. That goes out the window because some of these women like like the felons. They like because he's, I don't know, this toxic thing that Cat Williams uh, talked about. Oh, like, you, like, you want to know why that's the case? At least for um, the black perspective. It's so, exhilarating. That's part of it. But, and this goes back to child slavery, actually. So, have you ever heard the term a bull? I do what? Have you heard the term a bull? You know what a bull is? I, I do not, actually. So basically what a bull originated as is you had the biggest, darkest slave on the plantation. They would use that man to breed the women that were there. And the children that came from that bull, they would use them as like primary workers or um, like mandingo fighters and things of that sort. So that kind of culture has actually been built from the plantation to where you'll see the bull, a.k.a. the hood, the hood dudes, right? Some of those hood dudes. They might be a little bit more bigger, a little bit more muscular. You know, they have the masculine features, even though they behave in feminine manners because they can't control their emotions. They're more than likely to lash out and kill other men because of it, especially at the behest of women. That's also a lot of things that don't get talked about. It's like most killings that happen in inner cities, hoods of that sort, there's usually some woman whispering in their ear about, he said this, he did that, you know, he... He sexually assaulted me, and that may or may not have been the case. You know, you'll have a lot of men who'll kill each other over women. So, yeah, but that's where a lot of that, a lot of that comes from. And people don't believe me. Tell me, you look it up, you go down that rabbit hole, and you'll actually start start to see is a lot of those um, a lot of those traits that we have now in our community have stemmed purposefully from that because it was just a measure as far measuring stick to see how can you control society in that regard and. You go from that, you go to the Willie Lynch letters, and you'll start to see a lot of the characteristics in which a lot which those slave masters had, those politicians had how to control society. They did it through our people. And that's where a lot of this mess comes from now. But I don't want to get too far into that because that's a whole yeah. you know. Well, hopefully well, I mean it's already pre-predicted and the way things are going right now, especially on social media, because I try to stay away from stray away from these type of podcasts, you know, like the whole gen. But this is what's popping. Like even my little intellectual podcast, I got a dental podcast coming on with another doctor. People don't really like to they listen to it, but it's these podcasts that are hitting and it's it's sad. And I try to get away from it, but you know, I gotta conform a little bit to get my stuff out there at the same time. But it's one thing though that I do think in some sense it's good because with podcasts like dental podcasts, right? That's actually a very informative thing that I think people should listen to because your health is very important. Yeah. But if you don't have a basis with nuclear family in that society, all that shit, that knowledge is going to come crumbling down anyways. 
So if you don't, if you don't have families to balance out balance out your society, be the foundation of your society, knowledge is going to be knowledge and culture will be lost anyways. So I think it's just a natural attractant for humans to want to be involved in these particular topics because it resonates with what the Lord made us to do, which is to be with each other and procreate okay. and build upon godly foundations on this accursed earth. With that being said, We'll have to, we'll have to, I know two people want to hop on one. One person couldn't, DeAndre couldn't do it tonight, but she wants to get on. So we'll definitely do a part two to this. But I, I appreciate uh, you coming on here. Oh, I, well, again, I thank you for having me. It's oh, always yeah. a pleasure to uh, do this podcast with you. And I'm very happy for you, brother. I'm mean, happy you found a lady. We've been talking about this, I think, for the past like year or so or something. Hey, I didn't want to say this, but uh -oh. I'm just going to say it because, you know, I like being a little messy. Now, granted, what what I'm about to say, there was no bearing. This was no bearing decision I made for my girlfriend. Yeah, she's a white girl. Oh, and I'm just saying that the trace in which she had, it's going to make her a wife. And I'm pretty sure people, because some people know who I am, they're going to look me up and they're going to see what my girl looks like, and he's like, "Oh, he's one of those." I'm like, it's like. No, I'm not. I'm really not. I just found a woman who's willing to follow my program. And if that pisses you off, hey, maybe there's some things that lovely ladies can emulate and you wouldn't be falling so far oh, behind. God. But, hey, <laughs> I just want to, to piss somebody off before I left. You know, I have to. Oh, man. That is enlightening me. <laughs> We were signing off. Thank y'all for uh, if, again. If y'all want to get on this podcast, you can get on him with him. Have a, adult conversations and discussions and debates. <laughs> but in, email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail .com. Please rate, subscribe, and share. And y'all have a blessed evening. <laughs> and, and she and she's five foot and fit. Oh god! Oh god! And she yeah. cooks and cleans. See, you just you just want chaos.